from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Alongside Luis Fernandez, WRAL, I'm Joe Ovius. Gilio out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. We got the SEC not having it just mean more. Plus, we've got the NFL draft right around the corner, the Carolina Hurricanes, and, of course, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> and, of course. Wait, and what, of did course. I just, what did I just say? The Carolina Hurricanes? No, you know what? NFL draft? I'll go back. I was, no, actually, what it was, I was I was editing something in the document, in the doc, and I just completely lost my train of thought. So, mm. here's what we... So, stop the music. Can you edit this out? Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. It's the OG. Alongside Luis Fernandez, WRAL, I'm Joe Ovias. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. It's five We're going to give you the daily check down. Time to get in the know with the biggest sports stories of the day. Here is your daily check down. Deja vu. Hit it. Crazy, right? Like so we got the NFL draft on Thursday. We know who the Panthers are taking. It's the rest of the draft that's going to be interesting. The SEC is trying to eliminate something from upcoming games. And, of course, we have the it Carolina Hurricanes try to wrap things up on Tuesday. It's brought to you by Talk It Out and See. Let's get it. So Aaron Rodgers finally traded. Dennis, I did put the NFL Live clip yep. there in the dock. That's actually what I was all there doing in editing. And this happened live on NFL Live as Adam Schefter's one of five phones blew up and he broke the news. Quarterback situation in San Francisco. Oh, Laura, we have breaking news right now. Uh, breaking news, Aaron Rodgers officially is being traded to the New York Jets. And it just came down moments ago in a trade involving six picks. Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. It's official. It is happening. Finally, after all this time, we've been waiting for this trade to happen. And now it is. And here are the details of the trade that just came down. The Jets are sending their first round pick this year. Their second round pick this year. Well, hold on. That's Marcus Big Spears. Swaggu, hold on. Their second Sorry. round pick Sorry. next year. It's a conditional pick. They get back. They get back the Packers' first round pick this year and a fifth round pick. But the trade is coming down. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. It is official. The two sides are in agreement right now. And essentially, here are the terms of the trade that I can give you exactly as it stands. The Jets, and again, this is in real time, so it's coming in. Aaron Rodgers, pick number 15 in the first round. A 2023 fifth-round pick, number 170. The Packers get pick number 13, a 2023 second-round pick, number 42. The Jets' first-round pick, first pick in the second round. A sixth-round pick, number 207. A conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a one if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays this year. And so the trade that we've been waiting for finally has been agreed to. Aaron Rodgers is being sent to the Jets, and the Jets have a quarterback, and the Packers have extra draft capital and extra draft ammunition. So that's Adam, Adam Schefter on ESPN, NFL Live, earlier today with the breaking news. That was he's about so, 45 minutes he's ago. He's so dramatic. I love Adam Schefter, man. He, 
breaking news. It's like one of my phones just blew up. Look, the only the only surprise about the trade is that it didn't happen on Thursday. Yeah. Honestly. It, it would have been beautiful. Because, <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers absolutely loves the attention to be on him. And it would have dominated all the draft coverage starting at 8 o'clock the minute Mike Greenberg, the um, America's number one Jets fan, popped on television and started talking about it. Yes. He would have passed out. Yes. He easily would have passed out. So I'm happy for I'm – I'm actually happy for Greenberg. I love Mike Greenberg. I'm happy that he gets his quarterback. And now Aaron Rodgers can find out what life is like with the Jets. <laughs> this is the part that I've always found the most interesting. What is – is have the Jets – Lewis, am I, am I no, imagining no, ahead, things? Go ahead, go ahead. Have the Jets been – a well-run organization for the last couple of decades? Uh, if Define well-run. <laughs> like, at one point... They make point, money. Um, well, it's really okay. hard to not make money in the NFL. At one point, it was used as an insult that the Giants had become more Jets-like in the grand scheme of things. And they've also been lapped in the AFC East by the Dolphins and the Bills, and to a certain extent the remaining carcass of the Patriots under Bill Belichick. Ew. The Jets still find ways to be the Jets. I, I mean, like, they they just drafted Zach Wilson. I know. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. This is, but, like, here's my thing with this trade. Mm -hmm. If they don't win a Super Bowl, oh, it's, then it's a bad trade. It's a terrible, terrible trade. Well, no, because, like, every, like the, the Packers got rid of, like, $60 million off the books. They have mm -hmm. their quarterback in the future in Jordan Love. They they gave up what was it a two first to a first round pick swap, two second round picks. One of those second round picks is conditionally could conditionally become a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays. I think it's sixty five percent of the snaps this year, which unless he gets injured, he will absolutely. I, I mean it's they got to win a playoff game first. But it, really, this trade to me is a failure if they don't win a Super Bowl. And I, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but I just think that's the case. But it is a win for content. It is. Because Aaron Rodgers is not going to handle the New York press well. No. This is a concern that I've been bringing up. I have been poo-pooed when I've brought this up, that Aaron Rodgers is somehow going to be able to... I mean, again, he has the emotional maturity of a middle schooler. Ooh. And he's going to run to the Pat McAfee show to basically talk to the New York press. And there's the one thing that the New York press does better than anywhere else in this country, and that will... And that, and that is breaking you down. The headlines are going to be oh, spicy. beautiful. They're going to be spicy. And the sports talk is going to be off the charts. And when the Jets aren't winning, and you were pointing this out earlier during the break, it's not like the schedule's easy for no. the Jets. The AFC East is no slouch right now no. with the improvements of the Dolphins and the Bills, obviously. The Patriots are no slouch. You don't think Bill Belichick is absolutely loving the opportunity to cook up something for the Jets right now? Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, again, it gets back to a poorly run organization. They've done everything to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Everything. Yep. The only thing they didn't do was get OBJ, which I mean, he got, what, $18 million for the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, what but are you going to do? You look, you look at the 23 opponents, right? The 2023 opponents. So the AFC East, just mm -hmm. like you said, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Commanders, Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, okay, um, Denver Broncos, Vegas Raiders, uh, Cowboys, Giants, Browns. Mm -hmm. So, like, you you have some really good quarterback matchups in there, but I, I don't know. I just, I, you have to face, like, it feels like eight future Hall of Famers at quarterback in the AFC. Good luck. Next up.
one of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. We're told that in the SEC, it just means more. According means more. to Sports Illustrated, it could mean more in terms of fines. The SEC is looking to enact stiff penalties on schools if fans storm the field. This is something that they've been trying to mm. uh, legislate or fine out for the last couple of years. According to Sports Illustrated, the conference is going to consider a new proposal at the upcoming league meetings designed to put an end to field and court stormings for good. The concern, according to the story, is that the league and the ADs is the safety of players, coaches, and officials and fans. Storming may look like fun, they say, but a million things can go wrong. A series of fines for offending schools of up to $250,000 has has done little to curtail that tradition. So the proposal calls for a school that has its fans storm the field after a victory against a certain opponent to be stripped of the next home game against the same opponent. Wow. That is... Something. So as Yahoo points out, if the rule had been in place last year, then the next time Alabama was scheduled to visit Knoxville, which you spent time. I did. The game would be played in Tuscaloosa. How do you think that would play in Knoxville? Well, that it, would, it would be the same. You know, they they just love they just love them them crimson tide over there. That's exactly Paul! what the problem is. Paul! Yeah. I so I mean like when you bring this up, it just the entire time all I could think about was that Alabama Tennessee game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, t- Tennessee. Uh, there are the Tennessee football history is a long and winding road, and mm-hmm. they absolutely one hundred percent needed that win over Alabama, exercising demons wholeheartedly in every way. But there were some things that occurred on the field that had some concerns. There was uh, there was notion that like a player like shoved a woman who was on the the field. Uh, there, a lot of the you know, fans were getting up in the faces of Alabama players and, and things like that. So it's. I, I understand the yeah. concern, but man, that is that is heavy. That is a heavy, uh-huh. heavy punishment. There's, there's only one way. I mean, you really have to punish if you want this to work. Yeah. Next up. One, two, three. So last week, NC State was making moves in the transfer portal, and NC State fans were hyped up about the additions Kevin Keats is bringing to the Wolfpack. I was actually asked by a, pan, a Wolfpack podcast if you could describe what Keats is cooking in the transfer portal, what would it be? I said fajitas. Mm. A lot of sizzle. Everybody's paying attention as you bring it. It's being brought to mm-hmm. your table. I'll ask this to you, Lewis. If Hubert Davis was cooking something in the portal, what would the dish be at the Mexican restaurant? It would be a large burrito. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because you don't know what's inside that burrito until you get into it and and the goodness inside you know flows out onto your plate because that's that's where we're at right now with with unc basketball they're making a lot of additions Mm -hmm. there were a lot of subtractions you see on paper how things are looking you you are starting to see what it's going to be but until you open up that burrito and see you carve it open and you know is it is it a a fish is it it just a bean burrito i hope not is it a fajita burrito a fajita those are good do they make fajita oh yeah you can get fajita burritos do they sizzle uh, no, they're not sizzling when they bring okay. it to you. Uh, is it a chimichanga? Mm, I do even, love a good chimichanga. Even better. So Harrison Ingram is the latest transfer to North Carolina. He's a 2021 McDonald's All-American. He was at Stanford, and he averaged 10.5 points, 6.2 rebounds the last two seasons. But these are things when you go a little bit beyond just the, the normal headline of what he averaged. 
you, you can get a little more granular. What was his usage rate? What was the assist rate? Which is actually pretty high for Harrison Ingram. And I think that's ultimately my takeaway for what Hubert Davis is rebuilding at North Carolina. It's a clear indication that the stars are going to be the center of attention. It's going to run through them. It's Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. So how do you complement that? And every single one of these moves has really kind of rung as a compliment, whether it was at the beginning with Paxton Wojcik, uh, whether it's Cormac Ryan uh, from Notre Dame, Jalen Withers from Louisville. They've all been positioned as a nice piece, nice piece. And, well, that makes sense for Carolina because they already have two big heavies mm-hmm. in Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. And some of the bigger issues for North Carolina the last two seasons under with Caleb Love have been about running through the offense, complimentary basketball. UNC had one of the worst assist rates in college basketball Atrocious. last year. Atrocious. What does Harrison Ingram do? Moves the ball around. It's actually something that I know Sherelle McMillan over at Inside Carolina pointed out. I know the guys over at Field of 68 have pointed this out. They keep bringing up 2018 Theo Pinson for mm. Harrison Ingram. And Carolina fans are going to go, I like the cut of your chin. <laughs> Go uh, on. Yes. The, the, the funny man with the press conferences. I enjoyed him. <laughs> um, no, yeah, and I think that's that's fair to an extent. Like, it's in it's in a similar mold. It's The athleticism isn't there. It's yeah. not, like, as high ceiling of it. But I think that's it, – it's going to be a, a welcome addition for Carolina. Have someone like Harrison Ingram who can – I mean, the, with, with a, a team like Carolina – the more ball handlers you have, the better spacing, the better off you're going to be. The, the more you're going to be able to do, um, and the easier you're going to make life for R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott. Because that's it, it's going to revolve around them. Mm-hmm. You want to give them the opportunity, and you want to help make it as easy as possible for them. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. All right, Aaron Rodgers cannot derail draft talk. Yes, he was traded to the Jets finally, but let's get back to... Who are the Panthers going to take? Well, all indications are it's going to be Bryce Young. Mel Kuyper, their draft expert, was on with Mike Greenberg earlier today. You can listen to Greeny on 99.9 The Fan. And I think everybody by now understands the concern with Bryce Young. It's his frame. Not necessarily his weight. It's just the overall package of frame and weight. He's a light dude, small frame. And the Panthers would be drafting somebody with that pick that never happens in the NFL with a quarterback that has those statistics. Never. But Kuyper says, look, it could change the game. This is the total outlier. It's one in a million. We've had all these years of the common draft. We've never had a quarterback this size go in the first round, and he's going to be the number one pick overall. That's what's going to be great to watch. Will he be like Russell Wilson in the third round? I said he was going to be, you're going to look back and say he either made a lot of money for a lot of people or he continued that feeling that you got to be six foot or over to play quarterback effectively in the NFL. Bryce Young's going to open up the door for smaller quarterbacks if he has a successful career in the National Football League. I feel like what Mel Kuyper's talking about, Lewis, is something that we've heard a bunch of times anytime a smaller quarterback has success. We heard it with Drew Brees. It didn't really lead to a bunch of smaller quarterbacks. No. Drew, B- Drew Brees was the comparison for Russell Wilson. Like, hey, look, if it worked for Drew Brees, why not Russell Wilson? Cool, but Russell Wilson worked because he draft- he was drafted in the third round. Yeah. Okay. And you, you pointed this out to me earlier today because I know you guys are working on this for WRAL draft special. Quarterbacks are getting height-wise smaller. Uh, what's the average now? Is it like six, six two? about six two? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's not necessarily the height. You can you can overcome the height with accuracy, playmaking ability. I mean, look at Russell Wilson's listed at what five eleven? Five eleven at best, man. At best, in cleats. Russell Wilson, 
won a Super Bowl and could have won another Super Bowl if they had just given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. So it can work height-wise. Again, it gets back to that frame. He's under 200 pounds. And you could talk about putting on weight. I don't think it's as simple as that. No, I don't, I don't think it is either. Also, I don't. I, I hate how it's like, oh, man, if he if if he can just be like Drew Brees. Drew Brees is literally the most accurate quarterback in yeah. NFL history. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, let's. It, and you saw what happened to Drew Brees when he lost that fastball. Yeah, he had the, the Peyton Manning, yep. you know, throwing a bunch of ducks up effect. I, you know, I think that's that is interesting though when it comes with when it comes to Bryce Love. Is he? he there are kind of two camps. Bryce within, Young, yeah. Or Bryce Young, yeah. There, there are kind of two camps within quarterbacking who are people who are smaller. There's the athletic camp, and then there's the super accurate camp. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I just don't. He's definitely more super accurate, but I feel like he falls in the middle somewhere. And so I, we'll see. I do, let's everyone take a deep breath because it is with these these very small quarterbacks. It's always the outliers. It's the Heisman winners in. Uh, college that end up doing this since 1970. Uh, with once assuming Bryce Young goes number one, yeah. goes in the first round. Uh, three of the four quarterbacks who have been drafted that were 5'10 won the Heisman in college. So it's the outliers in college production that get these opportunities. So, what about the second pick in the draft? We keep getting indications that the Houston Texans aren't all that interested in drafting a QB. They could take Will Anderson theoretically. They have another pick later in that. And if you feel that the rest of the draft class for quarterbacks isn't outstanding, and you're comfortable with taking, say, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, maybe he'll still be there. Now, this does not account for a team reaching, which mm-hmm. happens every draft. Here's Dan Orlovsky on why, actually, it's going to be Anthony Richardson who goes second in the draft. Let's touch on Houston real quick. Houston, years ago you took Mario Williams at number one over Reggie Bush. Probably not the right decision. Although Mario had a good career, not the right one. The best defensive end in football is Miles Garrett. They had to pay a quarterback $230 million guaranteed to make sure that they got their guy. Your franchise doesn't change because you take a defensive end early, no matter how good they are. I take Anthony Richardson of Florida because, one, the physical talent is so good, he becomes top five in the NFL at any position if he matches what he should be. So that's Orlovsky. And Anthony Richardson, everybody that we've talked to, Lewis, views him as a Josh Allen-like scratch-off ticket. Yeah. If it hits, you really are going to have a home run. But again, it might not. It's a huge risk. And I can see why the Panthers don't want to take on – it's all mitigating risk. Mm-hmm. They don't want to take that one. Yeah, I think at number one especially. Like, it's, yeah. it's almost one of those situations where you want people to make you make a decision by picking other players. Let's get to the top story of the day. Carolina Hurricanes got the job done yesterday on the island. They come back Tuesday night for game five. Can they wrap this thing up? Well, they should. Next. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. And the Carolina Hurricanes won game four in Long Island. They come back Tuesday night. PNC Arena will have that game, obviously. Stormwatch with Adam Gold, followed by the Aftermath and the Canes Corner Podcast, which you can find in your favorite podcast apps immediately following the evening. It'll be there in the morning because Gold does not sleep. And speaking of Gold, he talked to Mackenzie McEckern, the star of game four in Long Island. And... McEckern talked about how he found out he was traveling with the team to 
play the New York Islanders this weekend. As soon as I boarded the plane, uh, Patty Dwyer, one of the assistant coaches here in Chicago, like, uh, when you land, you're going to drop your stuff off, get a car, and then hop right on the plane to New York. So as soon as I heard that, I was obviously really excited, but I think it kind of added to the, the stress, the stressfulness a little bit that I had to kind of – I couldn't have any setbacks. If the plane got delayed, I think I might have missed the team plane. So uh, everything kind of fell into place, got there in time, was able to get my rental car and uh, hop over to the, the team airport and hop on the plane to go to New York. <laughs> So here's McEachern, who was on with Adam Gold earlier today, and you can hear the full the full conversation in the Adam Gold Show podcast about his opportunity during the game coming about. Jack started the season with us, went up for a bit, came back, and I, I became pretty good buddies with Jack. So obviously it's never great to see a friend or a teammate get injured, but um, I guess that unfortunately opened the door for myself to kind of maybe get a couple more shifts than anticipated. So that was Mackenzie McKechnie on with Adam Gold earlier today. And Lewis, I mean, really, his story is very consistent with what the Carolina Hurricanes have been under Rod Brindamore the last five seasons. We say next man up. It's a cliche at this point. You hear it. it you're kind of numb to it. But with the Hurricanes, it really is that. And they have a resiliency about them where I'm not surprised they won the game on Sunday because that's what they've consistently done all year. Mm -hmm. I was surprised in how they did it because I do think they finally demoralized the Islanders for good, which bodes well for Tuesday. Demoralizing, I think, is the right word for it because they they didn't let them get under their skin. They They didn't fall for any of their tricks. They just said, we are better than you and we are going to finish this off. And that, and then you know, five two, taking that you know road win monkey off their back. It just it, it felt like a very cathartic moment for the mm. Canes as a whole in playoffs. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help Help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. We've been counting it down. We got the best and the worst Panthers draft picks. We are at number four, unveiling number one the day of the draft on Thursday. Lewis, I don't think anybody's going to argue with Luke Keekley as the fourth greatest Panthers draft pick of all time. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, do we have to go over all the awards this man has won? So he's got, again, career cut short Mm -hmm. uh, because of concussions and injuries. Uh, But ultimately, when it was all said and done, he was your NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2013. He was your NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2012. Uh, Five-time Pro Bowler. I'm sorry, seven-time Pro Bowler. Five-time first-team All-Pro. He was part of that 2010s all-decade team that was produced by the NFL. Yeah. And one thing that we try to do when we look at these drafts is try to, like, all right, who was picked around you? It's a pretty stacked 2012 NFL draft. Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin III, Matt Khalil, Ryan Tannehill, all guys who went. But there's Luke Keekley with the ninth pick in the draft. And I would say turned out pretty well for the Panthers, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Now, to the fourth worst. Yeah, a lot of like, ooh, geez, why'd you do that? The honor goes to Jimmy Clausen. Oh, congratulations, Jimmy Clausen. Oh, Cla- now this is famous. Jimmy Clausen's famous because of what happened with Mel Kuyper, who said that if like Mel Kuyper announced he would retire in eight years if Jimmy Clausen doesn't pan out as a quarterback as he was drafted in the second round by the Carolina Panthers. Now, that 2010 draft wasn't great for the Panthers in general. It's probably one of the no. worst Panthers drafts it's, of all time. It's not good. However, Clawson was bad from the jump. This is from a Mike Freeman recap on CBS Sports. Clawson can thank Smirk for drastic fall. This is from Minicamp on May 6, 2010, from oh com. Quote, we're told that Clawson already has pissed off multiple receivers and at least one tight end by barking at them during minicamp practice, and that receiver Steve Smith, quote, basically thinks Jimmy is a punk. He started 10 games, yanked 1,600 yards on a 52.5, a 52.5 percentage uh, completion percentage, three touchdowns, nine interceptions. He was sacked 33 times that year, fumbled nine times. He lost two. But in a way, all ends, you know, it all ends, wends well, whatever, however the phrase goes. All's well that ends well. Because what happened in 2011, Lewis? Uh, One Cameron Newton. There you go. So thank thanks, you for your service, Jimmy thank you for your. That's why he's not the worst <laughs> draft pick of all time, but he is one of the worst draft picks of all time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.